I'm Smokey, I'm here with the Bandit. We're all excited for a week 11. Unless, of course, you're in New York and you want to play FanDuel or Daily Fantasy. Well, actually, I guess you can play for one more week. So put all your money on the line this week on the advice we're about to give you. What do you got to say there, Bandit? Well, Smokey, you know, it was a good week last week in college football. We had kind of a shakeout Saturday. We had some teams like TCU and Michigan State and possibly LSU fall out of the the playoff picture, and we got some teams that are stepping up. So, uh, you know, I'm liking my pick early in the season of Oklahoma State to make it into the playoff. Not so, you're not feeling so good about my Michigan State pick. Uh, those, those were two kind of dark horses, but you know, fifty-fifty, I'll take it. Yeah, I'm not feeling good about my LSU pick anymore, but it's funny, you know, I finally place in the money in a daily fantasy contest, and now they make it illegal in New York, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I think it always has to do with Smokey. I don't know what the government's got against me, but uh, what do we got coming up this week for games? All right, so we got we got some good matchups in the uh, in the SEC. Some interesting games that that don't necessarily have playoff ramifications. Most of the playoff teams are playing somebody that they should beat. Uh, so we'll get through some of those playoff games, and we'll be talking about mainly are the spreads too big and will they cover? Uh, and then we're going to finish the show with the one big game of the week, and uh, that's that's going to be coming to you from the Big Twelve. They call this the November to Remember because the Big Twelve is playing a round robin basically, and so we get round two of that round robin. And we got a big game that we'll we'll finish off the show with. But yeah, just to start it off, we got we got a game in the Big Ten. We got Maryland going to Michigan State. As I said, they were a pick of mine for the playoffs. Uh, Michigan State's a fifteen point favorite. Who do you like here? I like Michigan State to cover in this game. I don't think uh, there will be a hangover from that shocking loss at Nebraska last weekend. I'm taking Michigan State. Yeah, I completely agree with you here. Maryland's a, a team that is completely in flux. They're, they're, they're looking for a new coach for next year. Uh, Michigan State should bounce back, should roll easily in this game, should have a little bit of uh, what we call red ass uh, after getting beat by Nebraska with a little bit of controversy there. And I like them so much, I'm going to make them my lock of the week. So wow. Them in. Yeah. You know what's surprising? You said Maryland's looking for a new coach, and my first thought was, who's not looking for a new coach? That's right. That's right. This is going to be probably one of the most uh, dynamic and 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 moving around parts. It's going to be interesting because coaches are going to leave to take other jobs. So that's just going to create more coaching vacancies. It's just kind of a, a game of musical chairs, so to speak. So yeah, the, there's a lot of positions that are going to be opening. I mean, obviously the SC job is is, is a, uh, a big job out there. I think Tennessee, I think Butch Jones may be gone at the end of the year, so that's another one to look at. Uh, and, and, yeah, we've already got a couple of teams like Maryland and um, Illinois. who else. Obviously, South Carolina's got to find a new coach. Illinois. So, yep. Illinois, that's right. That's, that's, that's another one. So uh, a lot of teams, a lot of teams looking for coaches next year. So it'll be an interesting. And, and who knows what's going to happen in the pros, if anybody's going to get plucked for that. Here's a question for you, and then we'll move on to the next game. I think Lane Kiffin ends up as a head coach yet again. Where's he ending up, though? Oh boy, let me let me think about that. I could see, you know, I've, I've been I've been uh, calling the shot, so to speak, on Mark Richt being gone at Georgia. If if 
Rick is gone at Georgia, and I think Rick moves to Miami, which is, is a long shot. I think Lane Kiffin ends up at that Georgia position or ends up at Miami. Or I think he could end up at South Carolina. Oh, that's a possibility. Um, I, I think that they'll go with somebody else. Uh, I think they'll promote from within there, but we'll see. I think that's a good call, though. Um, keep uh, you know, We should change the name of the show to, to Smoky College uh, 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 Coaches Corner or something like that. I How about uh, Smoky College Coaches Musical Chairs with the Bandit? Yeah, there you go. There you go. We're getting into another bit of uh, musical chairs here with that Illinois job you're talking about. They're hosting Ohio State, and Ohio State is. I got to update the spread here. It's a seventeen point. They're a seventeen point favorite. Ohio State. Uh, who you like in this one? Now you and I were talking, and we think that Ohio State's been about two and seven against the spread this year. They hate covering. I got to think with no coach and Illinois now losing the athletic director, even though that probably doesn't affect the football team that much. I got to think Ohio State's going to cover one of these weeks. I'm taking Ohio State to cover. All right. Well, I disagree with you here. I've been fading Ohio State the entire year. It's worked. It's worked out pretty darn well so far. I'm going to, you know, don't mess with a winning recipe. So I'm going to say, even though Illinois is not very good, Ohio State should uh, uh, cruise. I will say something that broke today. Did you see the uh, uh, the JT Barrett uh, arrest uh, video? I did hear about that, and I'm just he says, and you know who? And I hear a siren in the background. That's that is perfect timing, man. We don't do drops on this show. They're coming to get JT Barrett outside here in New York. That, uh, that what did he say? Don't you know who I am? And he played that card. Yeah, yeah. He, that that never goes over well with the police. I'm sure the police always like to hear who you are when uh, when they're going to arrest you. Yeah, he he said, I own this MF in town. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. No way. Did he really say King Kong ain't got nothing on me? Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, uh, j- just like he was Denzel in Training Day. This guy's my uh, god now. I love Jason JT JT Barrett. Yeah, JT Barrett. I love JT Barrett. If he did, if he if he said that, I've not seen the clip. King Kong ain't got nothing on me. I don't I don't I don't encourage drinking and driving. But I am now a JT Barrett fan. If he did say that. Out of TMZ, and I uh, gotta give credit to them. They got the they got the uh, dashboard cam or whatever on the arrest. It looks pretty bad, but I gotta tell you, some people are really questioning whether. Uh, let, let me ask you this: Do you think Ohio State's the dirtiest program in the country? Of course, they got a scumbag at the top in Urban Meyer. I mean, he is just not a disciplinarian. All he cares about is about winning football games. We've known that at Florida, but. I think to be a major college coach, you got to be a little bit of a scumbag. Well, that's perfect. That's perfect. I laid that up perfectly, and you pinned it right to the backboard right there with the with the Matumbo uh, knot in this house. Uh, that that that's good, and I, I I agree with you here. Ohio State's had so many different scandals. They seem to get away with it though. Every they're they're like the Teflon program here. Can't stick anything to them. But uh, we'll see. I, I I think that eventually it'll catch up with them. But by that time, Urban Meyer will be uh, having a press conference to talk about his health issues. Yes. So, uh, so headed on to uh, what used to be a playoff contender. I, I've heard some that TCU could possibly still get back in to it, but but we'll see. They they host a horrible Kansas team. I checked the spread; it moved a little bit. Uh, TCU is a forty-five point favorite. Uh, what do you think about this one? Well, if I do the math correctly. 
70 to 20 is covering, and I'm going to take TCU to cover. Yeah, that, that's what I'm looking at here. Kansas can't stop anyone, and they're, they're allowing routinely, um, not just the TCU, and, and by the way, Josh Doxson, who is their, their star uh, wide receiver at TCU, he's out for the season uh, now. Um, but Boykin can, can definitely find other receivers. They have other weapons on that team. And even uh, uh, a team not as offensively talented as TCU could score 60 on Kansas. So I'm going to say they're going to score 70 to 80 in this game. And, yeah, if you, if you do the math, uh, that means that Kansas has to score 30 to, to keep it close, maybe maybe 25. Yeah. I don't see that happening. I like TCU to cover As, as well. bad as TCU um, secondary is, I don't think they give up 30 to Kansas. Yeah, I don't think Kansas has an offensive, like, anything. I don't, I don't think they really can do anything. So I, I think that they're safe in that game. Um, we've got a game that, that you know, when you, you and I were talking about this game, I thought about going one way, and, I, and this is the one game that I've kind of reflected on and switched my allegiance to. Um, we got Texas at West Virginia. West Virginia is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. What do you think about this one? I just can't trust Texas outside the state of Texas. I've got to go with West Virginia, even though they haven't played well lately. I got to go with West Virginia to cover this game. All right, I, you know, I, at first I was on Texas and I was thinking, man, you know, Charlie Strong is going to win a couple games coming in. But I looked at, at West Virginia and they lost that murderer's row of basically Oklahoma. Uh, uh, TCU and Baylor or something like that, like back-to-back-to-back games. So they've lost games, but they've lost them against basically everyone that's a playoff contender, and they've won the games they're supposed to win. This is a game they're supposed to win. So I'm going to say that West Virginia, you know, at first I was on Texas, but I'm switching and and I'm flip-flopping like the fat man in the waterbed. I'm taking West Virginia to cover the 8.5. Yeah, that that probably, that stretch that West Virginia played, I would say, had to be the toughest stretch any team's had to face in the nation. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, a team that has not had to play a tough stretch, really. Uh, I, I know they played, what, Alabama, I guess, and I'm talking about the Georgia Bulldogs, right? SEC East. All right, do you think the East is easier than the West this year? Uh, definitely, yes. Okay, see, I would agree with you there. I mean, there are some West teams that, that aren't, you know, really as good as we thought they were. I'm looking at you, Old Miss, but I'll tell you what, the East is still, it's, I mean, when Florida's got a two-game lead, and we and we, we both agree that Florida's not as good as probably even their ranking is right now, but, you know, that means that Georgia probably should should have been, you know, right up with their, with Florida, and uh, they go into Auburn, an Auburn team that, that surprised Texas A&M last week, and Auburn's a, now a two-point favorite, uh, moved from one-and-a-half to two. Uh, who do you like in this one, Auburn, the favorite, or do you like Georgia to cover? Well, first I got to say Texas A&M is a- Texas A&M has fallen faster than a fat man going down a slide. All <laughs> uh, right, fat man going down. A- Why don't you say a fat man jumping out a window? Maybe that's that's, the, that's pretty fast. That that's pretty fast too, without a parachute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I am gonna lock this up this week, Auburn. I've got no faith in that them their defense. I hate their defensive coordinator. He's awful. Give me Georgia to win this game. Even though I believe Muschamp, didn't he beat Georgia every year he was at Florida? Uh, yeah, I think he did. I think that was the one game he could win. And yeah. that, that was kind of uh, why they're calling for Mark Rick 
to uh, to get fired here, even though he's delivering ten win seasons. Uh, if you can't win the East, they want you gone in Georgia. Um, I can't go with the Fighting Must Champs to to, to go with uh, two great games in a row. But the problem is, is that you've been so bad on your lock. Like your lock is like Ohio State covering this year. Um, I think you're like two and seven on your locks. So I, I'm going to go ahead and go the opposite way, and I'm going with Auburn to cover the two points. And I'm going to feel pretty good about it because you made it your lock. So, they they call me. They, uh, as you said, everyone's against you, right? They call me Smoky Mush for a reason. Yeah, that's right. You are a mush. You're already a mush. I'm going to ask you for the remainder of this podcast to look away from the table or whatever. Whatever he did in uh, uh, the guy with the ugly face. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Brogsdale. Put him in the back. Put him in the back. <laughs> Put him in the back. That's right. That's right. Don't mush my bets. Um, another team that uh, that we talked about, not as good as we think they the, the ranking indicates, Florida, is at South Carolina. Florida's an eight-point favorite. What do you think about it? South Carolina, even though Spurs not there, always played Florida very tough. Harris in Treon is if a Treon falls in the woods, does anybody hear it? <laughs> I don't know, but I think he hears footsteps every time he drops back in the box. Uh, I think Florida could easily lose this game at most. We uh we win by three. Here's a question for you. Outside of Florida, has any team ever had three field goal three kickers? miss an extra point in one season. I'm curious about that. I, I, I don't know. That's a, that's a really good question. I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell them about the uh, the Twitter handle and the email address for that question. That's an interesting one. Let us know. We're curious. Have uh, Has a college team ever had three different kickers miss an extra point in a season? Tweet us in at SmokyBanditCFB or uh, give us a longer explanation of why Florida's kickers suck so bad at Smokey and the Bandit CFB at yahoo.com. And on that note, I'm taking South Carolina and the points. All right. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to think that the Treon's not going to fall in the woods and that Florida's going to be able to cover the eight points. He's going to find some way, you know, maybe a couple of defensive scores and Florida will cover the eight, notwithstanding their horrible offense. Um, a team that, that also, again, fell, and, and frankly, that Florida State-Clemson game was a lot closer than the final score indicated, but I think that there's a little bit of uh, a uh, down arrow on Florida State, and they're only favored now by 9.5 over NC State. What do you think uh, in this one? Do they cover, or do they have a hangover? Yeah, I think Florida covers this one easily. 14-17 to 17 point victory. Give me Florida State. All right, all right. I agree with you there. Florida State should cover NC State. It's one of those cupcake ACC matchups that they always, Florida State always dominates. So I like it as well. Um, we've got the fighting Jim Harbaugh's going into Indiana. Uh, and I heard this. Okay, so Iowa beats Indiana barely uh, last week and moves up like five spots to number five in the college football playoff. Who has given this much credit to Indiana? I, I don't know what it is. Michigan's only favored by 13 and a half. What do you think about this one? A question for you first. When Jim Harbaugh watches the JT Barrett video, does he have that typical Harbaugh angry face going? Yeah, he's probably thinking, like, I need to send some, uh, I don't know, whatever the kids are drinking these days, but needs to send it over to his dorm room right before Michigan plays Ohio State. Maybe he can get him uh, uh, drunk during the game or, or out of the game because of a drunk and disorderly. Uh, so, yeah, I think he gets pretty mad looking at it, thinking only one game for this, really. But uh, but 
like Michigan to cover the spread. I don't know what you think. I agree. Michigan to cover easily. All right. Should be should be no problem. All right. So we got a big game. And, and you don't hear about that too often. Um, but Clemson's coming to town, the number one team in the country. And Syracuse is a 27.5-point underdog. So they're getting a ton of points at the Carrier Dome. Uh, what do you think about this one? I think Syracuse's motto, we're not Boston College, ain't going to help them this week. Clemson covers easily. All right, all right. I, I agree with you not. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think that Clemson's going to cover this one. Syracuse has a tendency to play people tough in the Carrier Dome. It's almost four touchdowns. Clemson is a very impressive team, but I think that they are going to get a little bit tested in this game. I don't think it's going to be super close, but I think that it'll be maybe you know a 10 or 14-point victory, and I like Syracuse to cover in the points. Do, do, do me a favor. Name one quarterback for Syracuse since Donovan McNabb. Oh, boy. That's, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody always thinks of McNabb, and then, and then after that, they had, they had a walk-on that was good like two years ago, but that's only because I follow it so closely. It's like uh, I, I know, you know, it, it just uh, got in my head, but you're right. I can't think of a single pro quarterback or style quarterback since Syracuse. But um, I'll tell you what, you, you have an event up in New York. Speaking of Syracuse, New York, you've got one in New York City. Why don't you tell the listeners about that? Yeah, coming up this Monday, November 16th, in New York City, uh, come on out to Gotham Comedy Club for Laugh for Sight. It's our special 10-year anniversary show. You'll get to see Smokey with Artie Lang, Todd Berry, Robert Klein, Gilbert Gottfried, Bonnie McFarlane, Rich Voss, Daryl Wright, and more. Come on out. It's going to be a lot of laughs. 7 o'clock uh, silent auction uh, with some live music. 8.30 is the start time for the comedy show. For tickets, you can go to www.gothamcomedyclub.com or call 212-367-9000. So join us for a bunch of laughs and a great cause, helping raise money for retinal degenerative eye disease research. All right, yeah, and that's a, that's a great cause, Smokey, and I'm, I'm sure all the people that are involved with Laugh Sight, you know, appreciate all the work that, that, that you guys do on that show and the comedians that, that donate their time for that. just want to say uh, I know that that organization appreciates the time that they donate uh, in order to, to stand up for a good cause, and, uh, and, and that's degenerative eye diseases, and uh, it's the Shea Eye Institute. Is, is that correct? Yeah, we're raising money for the Shea Eye Institute at the University of Pennsylvania where they're leading the way in gene therapy testing. Awesome, awesome. We'll go out there Monday night, Gotham Comedy Club, go to Laffer Site. Sounds like a killer lineup, and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Um, back to the football. We've got another uh, college football darling here, Notre Dame. Uh, looks like they're, they're possibly, if they can win out, maybe they can get into the playoff. They host Wake Forest. Uh, Notre Dame, again, another 27.5-point spread. Who do you like here? I, I just, you know, I think Notre Dame's offense is on a roll. I got to go with the church to cover. You know what? I have been, you've been nailing the church all, uh, <laughs> uh, all year. I know that sounds really weird. <laughs> that sounds bad. Uh, it, yeah, it sounds a little like you shouldn't say it. But um, I'm not going to go against you on the church. I can't get the church right here, so I'm, I'm, I, I got to go to confession or something like that. Um, but I'm going to stick with you here. I'm going to take Notre Dame as well, and uh, Smokey's been nailing the church, so uh, I'm going to I'm going to go that route, and I'm going to I'm going to go with the winner here. So uh, so we're going to see Notre Dame cover that game. 
Um, all right, so we got the SEC. We got, we got Alabama, who's now in the driver's seat for the playoff. And they're going to Mississippi State, you know, potential problem game. Uh, Alabama's an eight-point favorite. Who do you like? And on this game, I've been flip-flopping more times than a fat man in a waterbed. And I think I landed on the Alabama side. I think Alabama's going to cover this spread. All right, all right. Patented smoky catchphrase there. Used it a little bit earlier in the show, but that nobody does it better than you there. Flip-flopping like a fat man in a waterbed. Um, I actually flipped and flopped on this one, too. I had Alabama originally and switched it. I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to go with Mississippi State uh, and the eight points, thinking that this might be a field goal game, and uh, maybe Alabama gets a little scared. You have insane love for Dax Prescott. Yeah, Dak, Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah, that guy, you know what? Nobody knew who he was, and we were talking about it on the podcast uh, a, a little over a year ago. So, yeah, the fighting Dak Prescotts, they're still there, still got a lot of talent on that Mississippi State team. We'll see what they can do. Um, next game, we've got the bandit uh, uh, darling, I guess, of the, of the uh, college football playoff, Oklahoma State, going to Iowa State, who can't really play any defense. And Oklahoma State's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Who do you like here? Yeah, i got to give you mad props because you've been on Oklahoma State all year before any of the talking heads were on it. You were telling me, look out for Oklahoma State when everybody was loving TCU and Baylor. I know I lost that pick last week taking TCU. You've talked me over to the Oklahoma side. Give me more cowbell. I'm taking Oklahoma State to cover. All right, all right. More cowbell. I, I hate to argue with that, but, you know, I just – Look, I'm looking at this game, and I think Oklahoma State is going to continue to win, but I think they're going to continue to win close games, and 14-and-a-half is just a little much. I, I think they're going to come off a, a, a little bit of a low, and they got to look ahead of their season to to Baylor and to Oklahoma uh, down the stretch here. So you know, I know you don't say teams look ahead. I think this is a little bit of maybe a peak ahead. So uh, I like oh, Iowa State and the 14-and-a-half points. Great, you suckered me in, and now you pull a 180 on me. I do, I do. I just, I just pulled a, a switcheroo on you there. Um, all right, so uh, a team that, that still may be able to get in the college football playoff, LSU, they got an outside, outside chance. Uh, they are hosting Arkansas, and LSU's a 7.5-point favorite. Who do you like here? Well, first off, question, did Leonard Fournette lose the Heisman at Alabama last weekend? I know Skip Bayless and other people like that are saying he did. You know, I, I think the problem is that, that Leonard Fournette did not lose the Heisman. He's still going to have a probably the most impressive running back uh, year. But I'll tell you what, the, the Heisman committee always looks at whoever's in the playoff or whatever team is going and typically gravitates towards a star player on that team. And that's going to be Derrick Henry this year. So although Leonard Fournette I don't think should have lost the Heisman, I think LSU losing loses him the Heisman. Even if he had had a great game, I still think that they would be going with Derrick Henry here as, as kind of if you're looking at a running back from the SEC, he's the guy. Yeah, look for a dark horse. Uh, if Clemson uh, finishes the year big offensively, I wouldn't be surprised if their QB sneaks into the picture. Yeah, that would be Deshaun Watson, and, and, and he's had a quiet, good year. Um, he runs Dabu Sweeney's offense pretty darn well. No, 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 no. You need you need to say that. Dabu Sweeney's offense really well. <laughs> Dabu Sweeney's offense. We were talking about that. I think he's the guy from uh, the Flintstones, right? The Martian? No, no, that's Gazoo Sweeney's offense. 
They still got a slim, slim hope alive to get into the big dance. Give me LSU to cover. All right, all right. I mean, yeah, if, if Alabama loses to Mississippi State or winds up stumbling uh, against, God forbid, Auburn uh, down the stretch, LSU could sneak back into that title game and make a, a run to the playoff. Um, I like them here, too. I think Arkansas has kind of overperformed recently. They, they played pretty decently, but yeah, I like LSU to kind of get their aggression out on Arkansas and run it all over them with Fournette. So I like LSU to cover the seven and a half. All right, so we've got we're coming we're coming down the stretch. Going to hit a couple of Pac-12 games here, and uh, and and a Big Ten and a Big 12 game. We got Oregon at Stanford. Big game for Stanford. They still have playoff hopes. Stanford's a ten point favorite. Who you like? Yeah, I, I was impressed. I nailed the Oregon. I had that pick right last week. They're not winning again this week. Give me Stanford to cover. All right, I agree with you there. Stanford and the fighting Christian McCaffrey's should be able to run the ball all over them. And uh, I think Stanford should cover the 10 easily. All right, we got Minnesota at Iowa. Iowa all of a sudden now in the kind of the driver's seat to get in the college football playoff, which I don't agree with. But now Minnesota's an 11.5-point favorite. Slight movement on the spread uh, towards Minnesota. Uh, who do you like here? You mean uh, Minnesota's 11-point underdog? Yeah, they're, I'm sorry, 11.5-point underdog. That's yeah. Give me uh, Iowa to cover this game. All right. I, I You know, I've been expressing my, uh, my, my man crush on C.J. Beathard and uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes this year. But at the same time, I, I do think that they haven't played anybody. Minnesota, since Coach Kill announced his uh, uh, health problems, they've been playing like out of their mind. Really, they they, they lost like a three point game against Michigan, and I think that they uh, they lost a close one, I believe, against Ohio State uh, again with Ohio State not covering. I like them to keep this close, and I you know I'm going to put Iowa on upset alert on this one. Wait a minute. So Wait a minute. You're taking Minnesota and putting Iowa on upset alert. I am. Does that mean that the Dream is dead. You on the back of the horse with C.J. Beathard riding down the beach. That's so wrong. It's not going to happen. Dead with with me on the horse. Yeah, I think the dream is dead. I think that there's nothing that that can be done. It can't be resurrected. Um, Yeah, the the the, the candle. It's a candle in the wind here, so to speak. So I'm going to take Minnesota, and 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 they're going to. I'm going to be happy that they're getting eleven and a half, and I'm going to say that they win this game outright. C.J. Beathard's going to be so disappointed in you. I know, I know. All right, two more games, and uh, uh, including the big finish. Uh, we got uh, Pac-12. We got Utah at Arizona. Uh, Utah's a six-point favorite. Uh, what do you think? Utah's a six. You know, you know who I, uh, now? Maybe I, I picture you riding on the beach with Fabio. Fabio, <laughs> that's so wrong. That's so wrong. All right, all right. Let's move on from me on the beach with the horse. That was a Saturday Night Live routine, by the way. I'm taking Utah to cover this uh, to cover this spread. Uh, Arizona, both Arizona and Arizona State, the most Jekyll and Hyde state of football. But I'm going to take the Utah Utes to cover. 
Yeah, I think uh, uh, whichever is the good uh, out of Jekyll and Hyde, which is which is the better of those two? Is it is it Hyde or Jekyll? I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. I know one's a good guy and one's the animal. And I don't know when I'm talking about the football team, but I think Rich Rod is going to get Arizona ready to play this game. They're gonna they're gonna be up for it. It's a big home game for them, and I think it's I think it's their their championship game, so to speak. So I'm going to take Arizona. Uh, getting the six points to upset Utah on this one. If you haven't noticed, I, I like a lot of upsets this week. I like a lot of close games, although it looks like some of these games should be a snooze fest. I don't think so. I think we're going to get some close ones. You just like saying Rod after I said you and Fabio on a horse riding down the beach. Uh, you're so wrong, man. You're so wrong. Uh, man, you, you, I, I can't say anything around you. i gotta, <laughs> I got to really watch what I say. So I'm going to just say the next one as, as softly as possible. Oklahoma. Baylor, Baylor three-point favorite. Who's won it? Yeah, and on this game, I was, again, flip-flopping more times than a fat man in a waterbed. I can't go with big game boob. Give me Baylor and the backup QB to win this game. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, I'm going to go with big game Bob, and I'm going to take Oklahoma. I do not like uh, that, that Baylor's kind of a system. I, we talked about this. It, 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 they, they seem to plug whoever in a quarterback and their quarterbacks haven't really panned out in the NFL uh, looking at you RG3 and I'll tell you what I like Oklahoma it's not a bowl game it's not you know a, a big game boob you know it, it, it's it's a big game for it's a bigger game for Baylor than it is for Oklahoma as far as the risk of losing all the pressures on Baylor here I like Oklahoma here uh, and the three points I like them to win outright and uh, and that does it for this week. I'll tell you what. Why don't you uh, tell the listeners? I know they've heard about Laffer site, but let's just tell them one more time about it. Well, first, uh, you know, you can tweet us in and, and email us in and tell us who's more of an embarrassment to Subway. Is it RG three or Jared from Subway? <laughs> That's a good one. Let us know uh, who they're more ashamed about. But also, come out to Laugh for Sight uh, Monday, November sixteenth. Gotham Comedy Club, 7 p.m. silent auction, 8.30 p.m. comedy show with uh, Robert Klein, Artie Lang, Gilbert Gottfried, Rich Voss, Monty McFarland, Daryl Wright, and Todd Berry. www.gothamcomedyclub.com for tickets or 212-367-9000. And uh, let us know what you're thinking of the show. Let us know what we're doing right. Let us know what we're doing wrong. You can tweet us in at SmokyBanditCFB or email us in at Smokey and the Bandit CFB at yahoo.com. And I believe we're out. We're not even trying. How do they do it? This is 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentration.